This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's Speroni who rolls the ball out to Cannon. He's got options in front of him. He picks out Thomas. This is a nice looking move from Palace. That's a neat ball to Ambrose. A space on the right. Good turn. He crosses into Johnson. Oh, yes. Back of the nest. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford of redandbluearmy.co.uk. And in the week that the internet turns 30, I'm joined by Albert Curley and Sam Heskin to look ahead to all Saturday's FA Cup quarterfinal at Vicarage Road. Yes, welcome to the show, everyone. I guess you have to be over a certain age to know what that sound means. Um, <laughs> thankfully, we all are, being the we being Sam Heskiff. Welcome. Yeah, unfortunately, I do know that sound all too well. <laughs> and I'm sure it brings back great memories for you, Albert. Yeah, most of them with my uh, trousers off. <laughs> <laughs> what, but um, you're them coming down in very slow installments? <laughs> what? No, just straight off, mate. I had quick dial up. <laughs> Oh, it's more, oh, well, fair play. Oh, yeah, more just like your mum just like, get get off the internet, I need to use the phone. That won't be long. Oh. <laughs> just... It's been three hours. This, 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 picture, <laughs> this picture won't take long, honest. <laughs> right, um, before we get started, let's do this. Damn, I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? I'm going to leave you three to it, man. Right, I'm finishing off the Grapefruit IPAs, so I've actually drunk three of them because the pre-show has been so long. Uh, Albert? Uh, creature of habit, I know. However, Heineken's were on offer, so I'm having a Heineken. Fuck Heineken. Pabs Blue Ribbon. I guess you also need to be a certain age to get that reference as well. Firing them off tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm sure my dad would love that one. Um, Heskey. I'm a bit worried that Albert's going to lose his endorsement deal with Budweiser for going off script. <laughs> Should think about that before you buy tra- Heineken. I think the trouser, trouser joke probably got rid of that. <laughs> yeah, I was more thinking your local shop's just going to stop stocking your Budweiser's for you. That's going to be the problem. Especially if he goes to buy them without trousers on. <laughs> Um, Especially. And on that note, I'm not drinking beer at all. I'm drinking a glass of red wine because I'm an adult. You're, you're an adult? Yeah. 
Um, so how how was adult life today at work? I, I seem to get the impression from the WhatsApp group you had a great day. Had a wonderful day. Um, it is in no way related to me drinking uh, a bottle of wine <laughs> with a straw this evening. Everything is great right so everything is great with your life but perhaps not at sellers park um and that's before we even mention anything to do with brighton um the yanks want to sell um albert did this come as a surprise to you uh i'm looking for a buy for my season ticket so no not really uh yeah i guess it is a surprise but what what are they in it for I, i i never really understood i can see why you know, big, big American billionaires invest in top six clubs because I'm sure it opens up lots of opportunities for potentially getting a return on your cash. Um, I don't know what they were expecting to achieve with Crystal Palace, especially when we seem to just be in this cycle of survive if we can and anything else is a bonus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people, I've seen a lot of reactions saying, oh, what have they ever done for us and this, that and the other. But, you know, you can't argue that, you know our, our wage bill is is huge, and sh- and sh- and surely that their investment is is massive part of that, and all the the work that's currently gone into the new the new stand. I'm I'm guessing that's down to them as well, or wouldn't have been possible without them at least. Um, but hopefully it's an attractive proposition for someone else who's got like loads of money. I don't know, really. Can you think of anyone Palace wise who's got loads of money? Maybe Susanna Reid can trip Not in. Not me. All right. <laughs> Maybe she can get Piers Morgan to buy a chunk. I don't know. No, <laughs> uh, thank you. What are your thoughts on the the whole the whole selling situation? It didn't really surprise me that much, to be honest, because I I always felt they were a bit reluctant. I guess because we we're, we're sort of a middling, you know, finish middle of the table after having scraped away from the relegation area. So it's not. Yeah, I don't really know what they're getting out of it. Um, they, they own some sports teams in America, uh, neither of whom were very good for a while. I think their basketball team's all right now. DR will probably know better than me. But their hockey team's not great. So I don't know unless their portfolio is buying extremely average sports teams that don't win anything. Um, I don't really know what they got out of it, to be honest. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that they want to sell. But obviously now we need to find someone who wants in. But I suppose you... you you know, it's still you would want someone to come in who isn't going to completely gut the the club and turn them into a you know something that's not the Crystal Palace we know and love. Um, but the the thought of someone just coming in and pumping money in and that's it is pretty unlikely, I suppose. So uh, watch this space, I guess. Playing devil's advocate, do you think uh, you know it's 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 well documented that we struggle to keep hold of managers certainly in the premier league and it seems we've struggled to keep hold of investors do do we think there's a common denominator there <laughs> um yeah potentially i mean you do get the impression that um Joe Brand can be a bit of a pain in the director's box on football days and stuff <laughs> no. um obviously you're referring to parish and am i i mean yes i mean yes yeah. i am yeah, you can get the impression that perhaps he's not the easiest person to work with all the time. But um, yeah, I'd, he's going to be the one that's here to stay for the long run. So um, I think that's just how it's going to be. But the the big question is, Albert, do you think this jeopardizes the main stand? Uh, to be honest, I'm still in the dark a little bit. Like, there's still rumours that it's not been like officially officially signed off. But then I saw a I saw an article 
probably this week, I can't remember where, saying, and maybe it was quotes from Parrish saying that it's all still going ahead and you know we have had approval and they're hoping to start work this summer. Did anybody else see that article? Am I making it up? <laughs> I don't remember it. <laughs> I definitely saw that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, listen, it's un- until until they start knocking stuff down and it looks like work's actually happening, I'm I'm still a bit, you know, I'm, I'll believe it when I see it. But um, I'm guessing I'm guessing we've secured some sort of loan to to carry out the work. So hopefully, if there's a quick sale and it all carries on, then hopefully we're okay. Hmm. Heskiff, would you displace yourself out of the now infamous blocky and across to the main stand when it gets new? Nah, I like. I don't like being at the side anyway, so I'd always stay behind the goal. I think. All right. Okay. Um. <laughs> obviously, this week in the in the real wide world outside of Crystal Palace, there's been loads of um, Brexit stuff going on. So much so that I'm completely lost. But there was this little nuggets that came out of it. We import two thirds of our cheese. That is a disgrace. <laughs> right. Um, if you come from the land of um, cheese, oh, well, there's a lot of cheese in France, shall we say. Well, um, why is she trying to cut into your imports of cheese? French cheese is great. I would like to debate her on live TV about the pros and cons of French <laughs> cheese. There are no cons. French cheese is lovely. Um, but I reckon, so my wife, when she first moved over, basically thinks that every single cheese in an English supermarket is just cheddar. And I was telling her that she was talking a load of rubbish and then went to the supermarket and more than two thirds of our cheese is just different types of cheddar. So I'm all for variety. So I want us to import more cheese. So I disagree with her. It's a disgrace that we don't import more cheese than two-thirds that's my opinion um so albert is this is he suggesting there that cheddar's the cheese of the brexiteers uh I, I won't hear a bad word said against cheddar whether it's associated with brexiteers or opposite but i just you know i'm assuming that she wants us to import no cheese which only you know you, you read all the headlines you know all these businesses leaving the uk jobs the nhs is going to go to shit and all the other like niggas, but all I can think about is a, a bleak future where there's only Red Leicester on the shelves. That's not good. By the way, just to jump in, I do, I do, and that's not Project Fear. Okay, that's <laughs> Project Cheese. Nobody's talking about it. To, ve- to defend myself, I do like cheddar. Just putting that in there. I don't want anyone listening to this show who are definitely tuning in to listen to us talk about cheese and not football. I don't need to be under any illusions. I do like cheddar carry on yeah so i'm what i'm assuming she means is that we make more of our own cheese i don't know but anyway uh, <laughs> not having cheese would obviously be a big change to your um household heskiff and some might say a punch in the face which is what jack grealish got um when he was playing for villa um against Birmingham on the weekend um that aside um i was fully expecting the um the guy that punched him to get a lifetime ban but Albert, he only, he only got a 10-year ban from football stadiums. So do you think that makes it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Who have I got a punch to get banned from Sellers <laughs> and, and not have to go anymore? Um, the last few games, I've been punching myself in the face. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a bizarre... It's a bizarre... Um, I, I, I thought it was only a 10-year a, a ban from, um, from uh, St Andrews, but 
to every football setting. But you think that surely that's just a yeah, mate, you're out for life. Um, but it's, it's a it's a sort of you know it's a sad state of affairs, and it could have been a lot worse, regardless of what you think of Jack Grealish. Um, I thought more of an example would have been made of him, but hey ho. I mean, I know I'm not the only Palace fan that thought when he saw this on the, it happened Sunday, didn't it? Um, was thinking, why wasn't there someone who came on and done that to dunk at the end of the 90 minutes when he was running down the aisle for celebrating? <laughs> Were you one of those people asking? Mate, I, I had my back turned very quickly at that full-time whistle on Saturday. I was up the stairs as quickly as I could get, uh, get away. Uh, we all know that I hate him. I don't like his face. I don't like his personality. I don't like anything about him. I don't condone violence, but if someone was to punch him in the face, I wouldn't try and stop him. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's all I'll say. But yeah, I mean, obviously they're losing your job and getting 14 weeks in prison and a criminal record is probably not the greatest. But um, I was thinking, you know, I'm just uh, hopefully touch wood. I'm going to be having kids in the next year. Um could take the take the ten year ban, um, be a, be a present present father on weekends, and then just as I get old enough to go to games, I'll be allowed to go again. Uh, just just a little tip, mate. If you plan on having kids, don't touch your wood. <laughs> ah, moving on, Luka Milivojevic was seen having lunch or dinner or something with um, Alexander Mitrovic. Um, would you take him, Heskiff? I mean, not in a fight. Just to, just to clarify, I in mean, a fight, no. <laughs> to, <laughs> to set him to set, to, him, to set him off against Lewis Dunk, yes. To dinner, if he's paying, yes. And we go somewhere quite fancy, like Cafe Rouge or Nando's. Um, I thought you were French. Cafe Rouge, that's French, isn't it? Well, <laughs> well, I pronounced it French. What about Speroni's? I actually went to Speroni's once, and. Uh, the steak was very well done, which is not what I wanted because I'm not an animal. Oh, I thought you meant it was cooked in a nice way. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it was cooked all the way. Uh, uh, would I take Mitrovic at Palace? Um, uh, I don't like him as much as a lot of other people seem to like him. I think he's all right, but he seems to miss a lot of chances, which granted he can do very well at Palace. Because that seems to be the, you know, the order of the day. Uh, he, I think he's all right, but I don't know. Hopefully, well, I was going to say hopefully we can do better, but that's ridiculous. We can't. So just get Freddie Ladapo back. <laughs> well, he's got his fifteenth um, of the season. Apparently, become the only, only the second Plymouth player to surpass fifteen goals in a season in the last twenty years. So well done to Freddie Ladapo. And I think I said on Twitter we'll be inevitably signing him back for fifteen to twenty million at some point. <laughs> Um, you talk there about him missing a lot of chances and um, Man City certainly didn't miss a lot of chances against Schalke in midweek, scoring seven times to win 10-2 an aggregate. Um, Albert, uh, did you see Max Meyer had a, a little dig? I must admit I didn't really get on Instagram, but it was some sort of dig at the, um, the Schalke president uh, before quickly removing it. And then um, a flood of uh, posts in Schalke's direction of Man City 2, Palace 3, Man City 7, Schalke nil tweets. Did that tickle you? I didn't see it. Um, Instagram was down, wasn't it? That's all. That's, that was the big drama this Instagram week. Instagram was down. Um, Instagram, I think it was last night. Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, all down for about eight hours. 
My word. Um, come on, um, man. Billiam, you need, you need to reboot you're... the internet, mate. Put the, put the dial-up back on. <laughs> the fact that you didn't miss any messages means you're obviously well popular, like all the way around. But um, no, I didn't see it. Uh, but, you know, I'm all for that, having a little dig, you know. Yeah. I mean, he obviously took a load of stick from the German press saying that what was the point of coming to Palace, you know, Schalke in the Champions League and um, they're a much better squad than Crystal Palaces, et cetera, et cetera. So um, <laughs> you can't blame him for wanting to have a little dig, but, um, you know, you can't delete anything on Instagram these days because it just gets screen grabbed straight away. So, Did Wayne Hennessy send anything to Schalke? Just that of interest. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm, I'm leaving it I'm letting it go and then we're going to go and when we come back we're going to be talking about the game at Watford on the weekend If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Yeah, so the um, regular listeners will know that at some point by now we'd have had some commentary from the game on the weekend, but obviously that's <laughs> that's not happening. Um, we're probably going to have to touch it on a bit more on that Brighton game when we talk about the squad. So let's um, think of happier times first and reminisce a little bit about our last FA Cup quarterfinal, which was, of course, three years ago against Reading. Heskiff, you obviously made your way down to that one and... Um, uh, it was a bit of a bit of a tricky tie, um, but we scraped through in the end. Yeah, we did. Um, I was actually fairly confident for me that we'd win because I don't think Reading were much good then anyway, were they? That I remember, um, and we did make quite hard work of it. But uh, it does. Uh, it, it did bring about one of my favourite Palace photos of recent years, which is Fraser Campbell smashing home a goal from about half a yard out. But the picture of it looks like he's just hit an absolute worldie. Um, it's just that he was literally two blades of grass from the goal line. So uh, that was good. But um, yeah, it was you know it was a game that we all were quite happy we got. I think when the draw was made, um, and I don't really think Reading did much during the game that I remember. So that was quite good. And then obviously it meant we we got to go to Wembley, um, even though semi final shouldn't be played at Wembley, as we all know. Uh, it was still it was still quite good to know that we were going there. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can repeat it on Saturday. Yeah, um, I remember uh, Ali Al Habzi had a great, great, great game in the Reading goal and um, had made a brilliant save to deny Campbell before he smashed that in. Um, but 
Albert Adebayo um, played, made an appearance that day, assisted that final goal. Um, would you have him back? <laughs> no, no. But you actually, uh, yeah, that was going to be my my only memory of that game. Is it's the only time that Adebayo probably did anything of any note ever at all. It was a lovely pass. It was, it was that fa- definitely that definitely rolled back the years for him. And and the other the other thing when when Heskiff said it, uh, it reminded me of a photo. I thought he was going to say was it was it that game where like eight Reading players tried to beat up Zaha and yes. Delaney, and Delaney just like stood in front of him doing the whole like you shall not pass just arms out like yeah that was a, that was a very good photo to be fair a, a close yeah. second to Fraser Campbell scoring from a yard <laughs> it's a tight run thing. Uh, Heskiff, would you have Delaney in a fight? But I, mate, I wouldn't have anyone in a fight. I, I just push <laughs> Vanessa in front of me, and she would just like clean house, and then I'd run away, going, "Yeah, take that." <laughs> right. Um. So, I suppose I've got to ask the question: do, Does anyone deserve to be dropped after the Brighton game? Um. Did everyone get carried away a bit? I'll start with you, Heskiff, or did. Was it really as bad a performance everyone makes out, or is it just because it hurt more because it was against Brighton, or should there be wholesale changes and people should be taking long, hard looks at themselves in the mirror? Well, I don't think it was a particularly good performance. I don't know that we necessarily deserve to lose it. I think a draw, a draw probably, probably would have been a fair result. It wasn't, it wasn't a great game, but I think, yeah, obviously the opposition being who they were makes it really galling. Um, and there didn't seem to be a lot of fight in there. You know, they, they were sort of getting these niggly little fouls in and we weren't really doing anything. We weren't getting in their face, which I think the crowd would have liked a lot if we'd have started doing that a bit more. Especially, you know, considering Knockout tried to neuter Milivojevic in the uh, in the first minute. You know, it seems weird that no one really started a ruck there to sort of show, show our intent. Um, I mean, that... There were some players that weren't very good. I think PVA had another very average game. Don't think this. I I, I may have tweeted him when I was very drunk. <laughs> after uh, listeners, I got home at around about two thirty in the morning after after the game. So that sort of gives you an idea of the state that I was in. So apologies if I <laughs> upset anyone on Twitter. Very very long queues for the train stations, weren't there? <laughs> there were indeed. You were very polite when I left you in the pub at 7pm ish. It all must have gone downhill from there, I suppose. Yeah. Um that 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 was already after I we were telling Albert to just use other people's pictures to send to his wife to as an excuse as to why he was getting up. home late. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast, does she? <laughs> no, but she's sitting right next to me. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with um, uh, a couple of people we with. So Dot Brown was at the game, but he, um, one of his mates, come for a drink with us after. But he had to shoot straight off to Cambridge to go and do a gig. But he got stuck behind the police and basically couldn't move anywhere. Was sending us pictures, and then <laughs> Albert started redistributing them as his own. Stop it! <laughs> it worked though, didn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a nightmare, um, babe. It's a nightmare. Yeah. So, do you think um, going back to the Brighton game, what 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 frustrated you? What frustrated you the most, Albert, about it? Was it is it a bit like Heskiff said, then no no fight from the players? Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I think on my train journey home, after queuing to get into the train for ages, 
thank you. Uh, the, the, a lot of the reaction on Twitter seemed to be, "Oh, they wanted it more than us. They wanted it more than us." And I, 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 I disagree with that. I, whilst you can say, "Yeah, that we should have caused a ruck after the old um, knockout challenge after whatever that was, twenty-one seconds or something," yeah, you can say we should have. <laughs> Ten times two plus one. Um, yeah, we could have we could have maybe kicked off a bit more about that, but I, I don't think I don't necessarily think we were out fought. Um, I thought they were shit, we were shit, but the onus was on us to break them down. You know, they were they were all standing. You know, there, there was about a foot and a half between you know their back line and their midfield. Um, and you think of the first goal, it's was it that we had we probably had a good 15 20 minutes of all right not not necessarily getting a lot of chances on on target but you know we had all the ball when we we were the team trying to sort of impose ourselves on the game and they just sat back and you know really that that James Tompkins error and the, and the Murray goal which is a good finish um was like their first almost the first time the ball would be anywhere near our area so I don't think we were outclassed. I thought that they had two chances and the, and the second goal was, as much as it hurts me to say, is a fantastic goal. You know, they had three shots on target. They scored two. We had pretty much zero shots on target. Um, just one of those things. I'm not saying we shouldn't be angry and we shouldn't be upset and they should be a bit up for it a bit more. I thought the midfield choice was was wrong. Um, and, you know, we brought on Benteke and Maya and all of a sudden the, the, the balls are going up and the crosses are going in and Benteke's winning stuff. But it's... No, it's too little, too late. Then, really, um, so it was frustrating, but not necessarily at the uh, the attitude of the players. I don't think it was just Brighton came to defend and nick on nick, nick goals on the break, and that's exactly what they did. And you know, as, as much as I say, I, I didn't enjoy it, but it wasn't um, it wasn't like a shocking performance. I think it's symptomatic though of what our problems have been at home this season, where you know a team comes to defend which is fine and understandable and we don't know how to break them down and I agree with Albert I think Agreed. the, mid, I think the mid, midfield choice is wrong because I think if we'd have shown a bit more um, attack and intent if we'd have played Kiara and, and Maya let's say which you know a lot of us have been calling for the season and we haven't really seen you know maybe you can get through teams rather than getting it to Wilf who's being doubled up on and supported by a left back out of form or launching the ball up to Batshuayi, who didn't really do much um, up top, you know, and it's it's just a bit frustrating that again we're having this conversation about a problem that's been there all season, and we're not even trying to remedy it. And because it's Brighton that we're playing, it just highlights it even, you know, magnifies the problem even more. So, more, yeah. I, I don't think we were awful, but I don't necessarily think we were very good either. Um, and it's just disappointing because, you know, it's the game that we all want to win. And after we shit the bed against them away to, to to see us sort of, you know, limp over the line after having been being at home again, it's just really disappointing. I will remind <clears throat> Brighton fans that might be listening that, um, you're still only level on points with us, and we've given you six this season. So um, humble yourselves a bit, uh, Albert. Does this mean that with our home form the way it's been, and having that performance, um, an away tie at Watford is probably the best way for us to get over it? To actually, you know, we're away from home. We're a brilliant team, and um, I think we're pushing. I think we might even be six in terms of away results, especially recently. Um, 
and against a team that there has been there has been a bit of hostility over the last few years. So it gives them a chance at um, redemption for last weekend and show the fans that they do understand what these sort of rivalries mean to us. Yeah, I think there's something there. You know, it's an, an away game is probably the best remedy. Um, uh, potentially less less pressure from those in attendance. Obviously, you know, it's it's an away game. You you know, probably be a bit more vocal. You know, it's a it's a Whilst it's an important game, it's it's a one-off, you know, cup game. When we, you know, we all want to win it. We want to go as far as we can in the cup, but it's not, you know, it's not like it's a relegation six-pointer. Um, but yeah, it's it, like you say, it probably is the right remedy in a away game. I mean, certainly for me, it's ten minutes up the road from me, so that's sweet for me. Um, but on a foot on a footballing t- footballing aspect, do I think we're going to go there and win? It's unlikely, you know. They're again, it pains me to say it, but you know they're. They're a really decent side this year. Uh, I'm going for law of averages. Can't lose to them three times in a season. So surely, surely this is our moment. Yeah, and you can't have your son giving it to you three times in one season, can you? Nah. <laughs> um, Heskiff, uh season ticket prices, let's touch on those briefly, went up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to pay more for the pleasure of watching us get turned over at home next season. Um, so you have similar sort of things there that it's, it's a good job that we end up getting drawn in the hat away instead of at home yeah and I definitely am um, the season's a good thing to be honest living in London the Oyster cards go up every year anyway so I expected the price of the season tickets to go up and it's not all that much for me to be honest so you know I'm going to pay it whatever it is anyway on I say so I, I just get on with that Um but yeah, I, I got a couple of texts after the Brighton game from some mates uh, who go to they, they go to all the home games, don't go to many away games, and they were saying, you know, it's all right for you lot who go to away games. You actually see us win every now and again, um, and it's true. I mean, you know, we've been to Leicester and Burnley in, in the last few weeks, and that's been good because we've seen a lot of goals and we've won games. Um, even if we haven't been amazing in the games, at least you're seeing wins. Um, so yeah, to, to get an away draw probably gives us a bit more confidence than it would if we were at home. Um, but that being said, Watford, like 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 Albert said, Watford are quite a good team at the moment, and um, you know I, I don't know their results home and away, but I would imagine they're probably quite strong at Vicarage Road. So it's not an easy game by any means, and. You know, we we know what their game plan is. They've not made it a secret. Troy Deeney came out on the radio and said it. Um, they're going to take little chips off at Wilf every every chance they get and try and wind them up. And it's worked in the past. I'm hoping now that you know he he's gotten a bit better at dealing with it. He seems to have in the last few games, which is good. And we need him to keep a cool head and show them, you know, t- tell them where to go by playing well rather than by kicking off. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'd probably prefer it to be away than at home, even if they're sort of restricting our ticket allocation or the rest of that. But yeah, it's a tough game, I think. Yeah, you talked there about Troy Deeney coming out and saying in the past about them uh, rotational fouling Zaha. Um, Albert, this could be a bigger problem for this time around because there's VAR involved. Yeah, and that's 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 a good thing. I like VAR. Uh, hopefully we get a at best Zaha's not going to get booked for diving and maybe get a penalty out of it but the the thing for me about 
uh, VAR and, and and what Heskiff has said about the sort of Deeney sort of admission of their rotational fouling is, you know, VAR is only there for clear and obvious, er- you know, errors and things like penalty decisions or offside decisions, you know, like a, a cheeky little nudge off the ball or a little, you know, a little kick in the middle of the park. I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to see that getting reviewed. Um, so unless it's something in and around the box or something, you know, quite significant, I don't see how VAR is going to help that scenario, to be honest. Well, especially considering Pawson's running it. So, um, <laughs> no, so like I say, to be fair, he did give us a penalty last week. Um, Heskey, if you're not really a betting man, are you? But eight eight to one on Palace uh, to get to score a penalty against Watford with VAR against Watford. Oh yeah, I reckon I take that bet. I'm not a betting man, so I won't. But that's uh, probably as good a, uh, as nailed on a bet as you get with Palace. I think. Luka Milivojevic, everyone, get on it to score a penalty or probably miss it. The way things are going for us at the moment. Um, predictions, Heskiff. Uh, what did, did you go for a draw in the Brighton game? Uh, yes, I went for one all, I think. I said Murray would score. Knew that he would. Yeah. That was nailed on. Um, so, yeah, got that wrong, unfortunately. Yeah. Did, did you get to, if you got to a stage where you just wish he'd celebrate? Well, Murray. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't really care. I'm not I'm not one of these people that claps him. You know, I loved him when he was at Palace, but he plays for Brighton now and he scores against us a fair amount, so I'm not I'm not necessarily clapping him. I don't boo him or anything like that, but I just don't really, I don't really care, sad to say. He's now surpassed he's scored more goals for them against us than us against them now. No, oh, that's sad. It is sad. <laughs> uh so what's your prediction this week? Fucking hell, I wasn't ready for that. Sorry, I was just clogging my wine. Um, <laughs> goal for uh, I think we'll lose 2-1. And I think Luca, Luca will score a penalty. 8-1. Uh, Albert? Uh, I think we'll... I'm going to go for the same as Sam, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add the caveat that it will be um, in extra time. Oh, that's brutal, that is. Yeah, just... yeah. Oh, just just as it's getting really close to penalties as well. Yeah, probably. 117th minute. Who's that blonde shit house? Will Hughes, probably him, giving it large, or Deeney, or... Your son. My son, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd uh, Doyley. He's not there, is he, Lloyd Doyley? He's not there anymore. Yeah, well, we've seen um, on Twitter that the HF are calling for a response from the players and the... F- fans after the Brighton results so um, I, I think we're going to get that response um, Hesk if you talked about that, what their form's like that home form's actually excellent um, mm. they, they only, they've only lost this season at home to teams in the top six but um, you know when we went there earlier in the season uh, we we had chances to put that game to bed before Watford had even got out of half um, and missed a series of chances and we're, we're always in the game and um, I, I, I think we'll go and get a result there. I think I can see us losing in the final again this season to Man United. So yeah. um, it's been that exact sort of season where um, we need we we need heartache at the end of it. So I, I'm I'm going to go for I'm going for three one Palace win. That's that's my prediction. Optimism optimism at its best this week. Right, um, we'll finish that there. We'll be back after this. Back of the nest match review podcast. 
Well, I think we can all agree that it's been a bit of a sombre week for us as Palace fans. But I hope Terence and the boys are going some way to cheer you up with a jolly old look ahead to the Watford game on Saturday. We'll be back with a review pod on Sunday to analyse the game and hopefully look forward to another trip to the hallowed turf of Wembley. Join me, Mike Scott, along with the panel of DR, Comrade Chris and Hambo as we look back at events at Vicarage Road. We'll be in your podcast inboxes late Sunday. Um, Heskiff, how much of that wine have you got left? Not very much. <laughs> my, <laughs> well, my cheeks are rosy. Well, hopefully that will allow you to sleep well tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. Cheers. And Albert. Hi. Don't, don't punish your son because he's a Watford fan. No, talking of, talking of rosy cheeks, and I hope this, I hope this isn't a sign, um, but as it's been well documented, I live in Watford. And for those that know, um, Vicarage Road is next to Watford General Hospital. Uh, which is where my son was born and my my wife was born there many moons ago. I was there on Tuesday and I say, I hope this isn't a sign of Tuesday, but I, I was there on Tuesday with a, a doctor's finger up my bum, having my prostate checked. So, you know, let's, Hooray. yeah, there you go. So hopefully Saturday, not as uncomfortable as that. Yeah. But for people who have never had that done, you should go and get that done. It's not as bad as you may think it is, is it Albert? I, I'm, I'm not going to say I, I was smiling, but, um, <laughs> No, not as, not as bad as all that. I mean, I didn't shake his hand after, um, <laughs> but no, you know, go, you know, go get that stuff checked out, guys. Not on exactly. Saturday. Don't no. go on Saturday because there's a game on. Um, but if you do, see Doctor Khan. He's very gentle, yeah, and it's going to be way less worse than the shafting that we took from Brighton last weekend. Let's hope this weekend will be very different and we can all be looking forward to a trip to Wembley in the sunshine later this season. Go to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and until next week, up the palace. We import two-thirds of our cheese. Hi, I'm Jordan Hugel. That is a disgrace. Can't wait to walk out here with all the bubbles. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van, unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.